She had turned up the radio so it blared. As I slid into the driver's seat, my mom ran out the back door and down our sagging wooden steps. I reached over and turned the radio off. Abby glared at me, as if I cared. My mom bent over and motioned for me to roll the window down. She just couldn't let go. To her, more words were like a stay of execution, but they just made my heart pound faster. Caitlin, I know you will make the best of it. Watch out for your sister, okay? Stick together. The Malones always stick together. And try not to spend all your free time with your nose stuck in your journal. Make friends. Friends? My mom was delusional. She waited for me to respond. Her eyes glistened, and an anxious smile was frozen across her face. It was pitiful. I hated the Crutchfields, for everything they had done. I nodded to reassure her, and even said I would keep an eye out for Abby. A lie. But I knew it made her feel better. She turned and walked back to the house, but then stopped a few steps away and whirled back around. And remember, Caitlin and Abby Hampton. Hampton. And it's not a lie, not really. You are Hamptons, too. Remember that. It will just make things easier, right? But it was a lie, no matter how you worded it. I didn't answer her. I couldn't. It seemed like the final, ultimate betrayal. But as my mom had explained, it would make things easier. Easier compared to what? Easier compared to the living hell we had already been through? I wondered sometimes what a normal life would feel like. More than wondered. I yearned for it. To simply be seventeen and only worry about grades, dances, clothes, boys. Is that what normal seventeen-year-olds worried about? I didn't know. Abby leaned across my lap and yelled out the window, Yes, Hampton, we got it, Mom. Gotta go. She tapped on the horn twice like she was issuing the final dismissal. I put the car in gear. Abby didn't mind being registered at school under our mom's maiden name. She had been using it all summer, in fact, since she joined the freshman soccer team. She had left Malone behind her like yesterday's dirty socks, waiting for a good washing before putting them on again. But a name is not like socks. Tossing it aside will not change who you are. I am a Malone, period, even if my school records now say Hampton. When I circled around on the dirt drive, I could see the bobbing heads of workers as they picked tomatoes in our fields, white, then blue, then tan. Their covered heads went up and down in a comforting rhythm. Some things didn't change. The harvest had been good so far. We were all hoping it would be a miracle season. A long season. A bountiful crop with high prices. Please let it be a good season. We needed the money. Bad. The attorney's fees to defend my father had eaten up all of our savings. Two years ago, the crop had been good. My dad said we even had enough left over to fix up the house a bit. God knows the monster needed it. The roof leaked. The white paint was blistering off like dandruff. The sagging porch threatened to collapse at any moment. But there was no money now for fixing anything. 
When my dad killed Robert Crutchfield 18 months ago, everything changed. So you are going to keep an eye on me? Abby asked as we bumped along toward the main road. It was a ridiculous thought. Abby was the one who had friends at the high school, girls from her soccer team, boys she met at the mall, anyone who would listen to her prattle. Abby was not shy. I have no intention of keeping an eye on you. I have better things to do. Like what? Scribble in your stupid journal? I hope you take Mom's advice and try to make friends. I don't want the whole world to think my sister is some kind of loser. Well, I certainly wouldn't want to damage your reputation by acting halfway literate. Oh, excuse me. That's too big of a word for you to understand, isn't it? Abby shut up. But I almost missed the banter. It distracted me from the...